Welcome in, folks. This is the final time we'll be taking this journey. It's me, T.C. Fleming, here with Mike Marshall and Jake Kemp. There for the first one, very for the last one. He said that he would only appear in episodes where they played that clip of Jordan saying that uh, he wanted to build an organization like the Celtics, Lakers, and 76ers. That was in, that was in Jake's contract, and so here he is. It was wild, like, that, again, when he said that in the last episode, like, it really put into context just how bad the West used to blow. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean the, Lakers the Lakers are in the West. Yes, but know, he didn't but... mention, like, there's, like, there's not one other team like you can think of from that entire time that you care about, but... Bad, um, bad couple decades to the Sixers. Yeah, he used to say the Sixers whenever he listed his top three teams, too. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. It's hilarious. I mean, that's Equally definitely a Dr. J thing, right? <laughs> it's hilarious. $500 worth of funny. <laughs> um, Man, I paid. <laughs> I paid my... I know you did. It's still funny. <laughs> All right. Did you guys see, uh, before we get into Last Dance, did you think there was any way that I would <laughs> not be the person the most fucked up on, uh, like, a broadcast after Saturday night? And then Ryan Seacrest comes in. I have not seen anything see about Ryan Seacrest. Dude. No, I missed the, the Seacrest news. Dude. Did he, he call his friends he, the N-word on a live stream? He either <laughs> had a stroke or he is on pills on television. Is he on fifth base? I, uh, I know which one I feel good about as far as guesses <laughs> go. It's ugly. Yeah. It's real, real ugly. What, what is it? Like when? When? How? It, why? Last night I think was the finale of their show. And he just spaced out and he's like took the day off today from their uh, oh no TV show. Yeah. And said like, Ugh. it's never good whenever your reps have to put out a statement and say that Ryan did not have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, no stroke. <laughs> I'm going to put one of those out on Sunday from now on. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Did not every, have, every Sunday. Did not have a stroke. It's much worse than that. <laughs> the amount of white people saying the N-word on live things right now are just... What was the other one? I feel like I, there was some chick today. Oh, um, uh, Hannah. Yeah. From The Bachelorette. Yeah, from yeah, Bachelorette or something. Guys, yeah. I know that it's not popular to report this, but I... I think that we just need to face facts and be truthful with the people. It's the only cure for coronavirus. Neither of them have it. That's definitely not one that I worry about because I don't use it, you know, obviously in no. personal life. But there are some huh? other ones that I uh, that I worry about dropping on the stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the other... Mm. Possibly they've been taken more recently. I mean, from, I, uh, <laughs> I got within half a syllable. <laughs> no offense Saturday. You, did. you did you did and also like it doesn't help that we keep like using this clobo like that long o <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i'm that, good at it that one <laughs> that one's uh that one's that one's real close <laughs> yeah but there's like 100 people that watch the stream and like i don't know 20 yep. or 30 million that tune into this every week so let's uh right. Let's talk about basketball. Let's not, let's not tell them about all the wrong shit we do on <laughs> <Yeah>. the street. <laughs> you don't need to tell on yourself now. Just run in front of the cop station. Just, eh, lock me up. Um, I'm not worried about it. You guys kept me from killing myself in front of 150 people. So that's good. Mm. Let's just do it. Yeah. Gotta get the audience up. Uh, how fucking hyped were you to see how John Stockton looks these days? When was Damn, the last time good. you saw John Stockton? 
Uh, uh, how about this? When's the last time, if ever, you've heard him talk outside of like a Dream Team documentary that's 25 years old or even I don't footage know. is 25 years old? Yeah. I had no idea. Somebody said to me today, they were like, what if Stockton just sounded like Jason Williams? Like you would have, you would have no idea. <laughs> Uh, sounds like riffraff right right yeah but dude i i really don't think i've heard his voice the only time and i was reminded of this the only time i've ever heard him talk is when he did that camera bit in barcelona you ever seen that no i don't think i have he's walking around in barcelona near the olympic village in 1992 and he's got a camcorder which by the way seeing the parades in grant park man i miss the camcorder athlete Mm -hmm. uh, at the parade but Stockton is walking around finding other Americans and then like they have the dream team uh, like six flag style cartoon shirt. He's like, oh, I know uh, Charles Barkley. Like, you know, basically no one knows who he is is the whole point. And he's like at the Olympics. That's the only time I think I've ever heard him talk. He is the rare athlete that lives up to every like presupposed notion I ever had of them. I'm like, white guy from Washington, went to Gonzaga, wasn't a big school back then, now plays in Utah, still white, still clean shaven, still really short hair. I know everything about that human being. Yeah. I know everything about John Stockton. He dresses exactly like I thought he would. Yeah. Tucks in his his shirt into his jeans with the belt. Like, (laughs) I know that dude. Yeah. Like, I know everything about him. Uh, this is just... He never disappoints. This is just for you guys because it's uh, not going to be able to see by the listener. Um, but I saw this tweet today. Scott, <laughs> Scotty Pippen brought a camcorder to a nude beach in the Barcelona Olympics. <laughs> and this picture Love of him it. using it, it's just fucking great. <laughs> He's just so into it. There's going to be naked ladies wow. there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Dude, I feel like he lost this 10, this 10 hours. He, dude, he caught some L's. He got the most L's. I think Scott Burrell had fewer L's than than Scotty somehow. Like we thought it was going to be all Kraus and then maybe IT. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Burrell thing is funny, but it's not. Rodman, Rodman caught a, caught a handful too. Yeah, but it's like that's what he his whole persona is that he doesn't care. Like if you combine the surgery and uh, – <laughs> I'm not going to fuck up my summer. (laughs) If you combine the surgery, Mm -hmm. the back spasms. Dude, I think the 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 sitting out the minute. Yeah, like that should be the only thing you think about when you think about Pippen. Like he should be viewed as like the goat of the old style goat, like Buckner style. He should be Mm -hmm. viewed as like having had a bad career. I think that this episode's pretty like. I think you leave this liking Scottie Pippen more than you did over the previous nine episodes. Like the, like him fucking gutting it out. Like he's like, I can barely stand, but fuck it. I'll go back in there just for you guys. Like I thought that that did not reflect poorly. There was a lot of things that reflected poorly on him, but I, I would say overall, I don't, I don't think that this documentary changed my opinion out of him. I think that's what my opinion of him was that. Okay. It was see, a I, pretty I, easy I, layup redemption arc that I, that I saw coming. I was, I was like, easy. I don't, I don't, I don't remember this this storyline in, in this game six, because I was like, what, 12 years old watching it at the time. But I knew the second anything happened, Scotty dunked that first. I was like, why are they showing the first basket of the game? They never do this. They pick it up whenever like the tide turns right. like, and someone's on a run. And I saw Pippen dunk the first one. I was like, oh, maybe they're setting the tone and he winces. And I go, yeah, I know how this is going. 
Yeah. Yes. I know this. I've seen, I've seen this redemption arc. Well, ask but yourself, he does seem like a not a smart person decision-making wise, though. How many people of his caliber have had that happen to them? That's not an ACL or an Achilles, dude. That's back. That's a preventable mm. situation. What are you like, saying? That's just a like, ma- if he worked out harder, he wouldn't have his back hurt? You think, you think there's a chance in hell Jordan ever has that situation come up? Where he's just like, oh, I can't play past three minutes into a clinching game? Uh, I mean, like, Steve Nash had back stuff the, the whole time. That's somewhat on the player, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't understand it well enough. To, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you. I, you know, The Nash thing's a good point, but it's not like it was I a mean, chronic issue for Pippen. It was like it flared up on him, and, yeah. and that's what I we're I mean, supposed he used to, to have a Larry Bird all the time later in his career, but it's usually like older dudes and dudes that you just don't think are... I mean, it's core strength versus back strength, right? Right. And I don't think Scotty's like a big P or anything. Like, I think he's pretty sound physically. Like, he's not going to wear down like 36-year-old Larry Bird or anything. But maybe he just didn't take the the stretching once they got off the plane from Chicago to Utah that serious. Maybe he just, you know, I don't know what it was. But that was a very peculiar, like, he seems so happy being a decoy. Like Way Scotty just wants yeah. to be a beta so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's him. Like I, that, 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 that's what I thought he was. And you know, like I, I remember the, I watched the first episode with Megan and was like, was was running through this of like, Scotty's an amazing player, but like you know, he 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 wants Jordan there. Like he he would prefer mm-hmm. that him be there in, in a way that you know, like. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is for better or for worse, but like obviously, way different from Kyrie Irving. Did we bring that up last time? Uh, I don't think we talked about Kyrie last time. But just like as an example, you know, th- those are two very analogous mm-hmm. situations where Kyrie was like, "I don't care how many titles, like fuck it, I need, you know, I I, I need to yeah. have, I need to control my scene." And Scotty like never would have dreamed of something like that. And I, I I don't know which one's better, you know. I mean, like Scotty's way got him six titles. Like I think that if Scotty's the best player on his team the entire time that he plays, I don't think he gets one. No, hell no. Yeah, absolutely not. If if Scotty's your one A, dude, you're getting out of the first round like every other year, maybe. But amazing fucking like, player. Like, oh yes, great, great complimentary player. Fit in, did like like Kawhi a lot Leonard before, defender. Yes, and did a lot of before his time shit. Yeah, as like a four dude that was stretched up. Like he was a small forward, right? But I mean, Scotty would play like the four, defend bigger dudes move the ball like a point guard. Like, so, I think Kawhi I mean, Leonard's a pretty good, incredible. pretty good comparison overall. Like, Kawhi's a better offensive player, but I, I don't think it's that there's era, though. that big of a gulf between the two. But, like, you know, I'm not surprised at all that Kawhi... I mean, I was surprised specifically that the Raptors beat the Warriors, but if you just said, like, do you think Kawhi will have some titles? You'd be like, yeah, sure, he'll have some titles. But just, like, you know, there, there's a mentality thing to Scotty that that is, like, drastically different than Kawhi's that, you know, it goes beyond on skill set and uh would would make me say like probably just not you know he's he's not demanding everything out of the team you know well like to me like even the contract shit like dude you knew he knew he was going to get a massive payday in the next year to 18 months like it's i guess there's a chance that his injury could have been so bad that he couldn't play anymore like ever and he was never going to get that huge rockets deal but it's like you know the payday is coming like, just go play. You're on the fucking team. <laughs> like, are you just like, I'm just going to sit out half the year out of spite? I don't know. And I hate to be like anti player, but. 
That shit's yeah, so I, 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 I think if I were him, that would, that would eat me up all the time if it was that big. And, you know, fucking you see Reinsdorf cash and check after check. I, I, yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that kind of basic unfairness, I think, would, uh, would, would, would bother me. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. sit out, though, dude. You don't no, sit I, out. No, and, I, and, and I wouldn't do the stuff with the surgery. I, I, I'm with you. I'm just saying, as far as would it bother me, would it not bother me, I would think about it every fucking day. And then you got to look at Coach. Yeah. He's like the whole reason why they're paying you so little. I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel like, I feel like uh, it's pretty clear that Scotty Pippen's production team did not make this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to start like a production house next week. Yeah. Like 33, 33 productions, the real last dance. He, we had in like two months. He's not because like you watch the he way he care. handles. Yeah. No, like he doesn't care. Dude, he couldn't figure it out. Dude, it would not the entire like, uh, uh, you know, business of like the him sitting out that final play against the Knicks. Um, mm-hmm. like that entire thing, all of it is the rest of his teammates trying their absolute hardest to put him in the best possible light of everyone being like, you know, that's that's not who he was. He wouldn't do that now. And then Scotty just looks in the camera is like, I'd do that shit now. <laughs> like Scotty's not doing the fucking yeah. extra documentary because he, he I don't even know if he registers how bad it makes him look. And he certainly doesn't care if he does, you know, like and I don't know. I, 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 I admire that in some ways of like it's it's a good way to live your life. To be like, ah, you know, whatever, fuck it. Uh, they ask me a question, I'm telling the truth, and uh, I, I just don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I mean, $109 million, I have six rings, I got a hot-ass wife, and, you know, you guys can worry about your other stuff in my mentions, I'm going to be over here. I just can't identify with that man at all. Like, I, I like Scotty. Like, I've met Scotty in person in the Dirk's last game. You did. And he was the sweetest, he was the sweetest dude in that room. Like, all those dudes were super nice, but Scotty was like, hey, what can I do for you, blah, blah, blah. And, uh... I just can't sprite? identify with somebody. You guys got a sprite that, around here? Scotty, oh, yeah. go grab me a sprite. <laughs> I just, I just can't identify with somebody that puts like so little value on decision making. Because <laughs> I feel like that's one of my core strengths in my like personality. I'm like, I'm gonna really focus on this decision. It's really important for everybody and the rest of my career. And he's just like, ah, I just kind of fucking held out. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't expect a new contract or nothing. Feels like. We understood where Scotty was coming from. <laughs> Scotty's like, I just didn't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they provided him with so much cover fire. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what nine and ten, like which were which. I don't know how you guys usually do this. Like if you go chronological at all. Uh, I think we uh, kind of, you know, try to, but whatever. It's it's a free ranging conversation. I I did want to talk about that uh, series with the Pacers, which is where episode mm-hmm. nine starts. Um, the story that Reggie Miller told kind of made me think about something that's been very apparent throughout the rest of the documentary, which is like, you know, uh, I tend to think that like the the key to Michael Jordan's success is like he's an amazing leaper and like you know he's got a good shot. And those things kind of stay constant and that any fluctuations in uh, performance are, are more or less just like, uh, you know, um, explained away by randomness. But you watch this and like the story after story, and the one I'm thinking of specifically is Reggie Miller talk, talking about the first time he played Jordan and Jordan had kind of a crummy first half and Reggie got cocky about it. And then Jordan fucking ate him for breakfast. Uh, that, that kind of stuff just happens so much. I, it, it, it really makes me reflect on 
the degree to which his individual will mattered. Like, because you would think that if he, like, if he can score fucking 30 while holding uh, Reggie Miller to two, why wouldn't you just do that every time? And in a lot of ways, there's a lot of stories about how much he would do that every time, you know? Um, but, but just the, the number of times where someone slights him and he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm scoring 70. Like, that, mm-hmm. that is remarkable, right? Yeah, and I think the, in the 10th episode, that one writer guy, uh, the guy with the glasses that was giving some great quotes. I think he was trying to he was trying to reach way too hard and like saying that Michael Jordan's superpower is his like presence. Yeah. And that like he's always present in the room and he's always like in the moment. I'm like, that's bullshit. He's like one of the best athletes that's ever lived. But I do think one of his superpowers that's on like the podium of, OK, you can leap your balance, your jump shot, all this incredible stuff that he trained his body to do. The thing that sits on the side to me is being able to channel your angst and competitiveness into this like extremely sharp tack and know how to use it. Right. Cause you see guys that are super competitive and play super hot and just get out of control. And even Luca does it sometimes. Right. And I think he's one of the like calmer dudes in terms of, you know, high volume type of dudes that gets punished consistently. But they'll play out of control. They'll they'll do this, they'll do that, that just gets them out of their game and gives the other team a chance to win. Jordan's just like, you know what? I'm pissed off as I can be right now. But that's going into this finite motion that I'm gonna I'm still gonna outthink you. He never let like his feet get in front of his head, ever. His skis were never too far out there. And he could always channel that competitiveness and just use anything, find anything to motivate him. And that's what I think guys lack. That's what I mean, just being around a bunch of NBA players, I think that's what a lot of the dudes lack. Because it's exhausting. Yes. I mean, oh, that's, absolutely. The reason you can't do that all the time is because most people don't have the spiritual capacity to not let that drive them insane. And, like, somehow, I mean, you know, the, the list of guys who have been able to to harness that is very short and usually it would either drive you insane or it would result in, like you said, being way out of control. Um, man, I don't know. Like this is why like the LeBron MJ thing, like gets kind of annoying because I think LeBron is a more skilled player. And I think that people confuse those two things, but I don't, I mean, it's not like I'm saying Jordan's a lunch pail by any means or anything crazy like that, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's like the best player. I just think he's the player who's the most adept at figuring out the way to to not get nuts with the thing that drove him. Like he's making stories up that he probably believed. Like, dude, I was listening to Wright Thompson this morning. Justin sent us a podcast uh, that Wright Thompson was interviewed with Mina Kimes. And like the whole Jordan being cut from his high school team thing, like obviously we all know that it was just that he wasn't put on varsity as a sophomore. But, like, his coach has said several times that he just did it because he didn't want Jordan being, like, the eighth guy on a varsity team. He wanted him to get heavy minutes, and he wanted him to develop as a sophomore and basically play the entire game. But Wright Thompson pointed out, like, there's no doubt Jordan believes that. (laughs) Like, he actually, like, the ability to convince yourself of things that are not true is that's what a fucking psychopath is. (laughs) Like, or so I guess psychopath, not sociopath, but... That's what that is. (laughs) Like, and I guarantee you, he's done that every single day of his life. He's convinced himself of something that was either way exaggerated or flat out bullshit. (laughs) And it like works. 
And, you know, psychopaths are able to get a lot done sometimes. It's just usually murder. Yeah. <laughs> Functioning psychopath. <laughs> right. On that list, uh, I love just having the, uh, the, Bi- the Brian Russell uh, oh my, anecdote. Oh, my God, Just dude. him being like, all right, well, fuck, you're on my list now. So <laughs> That was yeah. four years before, too, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like that was the base. That was the first baseball year. Yes, and the Jazz series was three. He and wasn't half even years playing later. basketball, and the guy who was Dude, playing pro basketball was like, "Boy, I bet I could take <laughs> like you. exhausting." I don't think he's going to live very long. <laughs> <laughs> Not with those freaking eight yard long cigars, Dude. I'm amazing about cigars. <laughs> That's the longest cigar I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, I mean. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how Jordan would compare to LeBron. Like you see LeBron now and he's somehow we've upped the, the apex predator, um, formula to a man that's now like 270 and can play like that and jump like that. And I'm like, I, when are our bodies going to stop evolving like that? It might not be never. I mean, 20 years from now, there might be a seven, three guy. That can move like I mean Giannis is probably the best example, right? Yeah. Of the next of the next thing, but I never know how to compare Jordan and LeBron. I do think LeBron is just a better athlete um, and definitely a better passer whenever he like puts his mind to it. But I think the guy that's taken the most L's besides Scottie Pippen in this this month long quest has been LeBron. Quite honestly, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't I, even I, think, I think the, this is out there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why Jordan made this. Yeah. He was like, oh, y'all saying LeBron's better? Okay, okay, bet. Um, and I just don't even consider LeBron on that level right now. Like, I he's just, clearly the second best player of all time, but just there's a tier. I just don't drop. know if it's possible in this era for somebody to behave that way. Like, you would just get no. so much shit. Like, LeBron's a millennial, you know? Like, he grew graduated mm-hmm. high school the same year that we did or that I did. And, like, that's he's much more a product of his time. Whereas, like, Jordan felt or feels to me like someone who was kind of a holdover from a previous era. And mm-hmm. whereas, like, LeBron is in this era. And I just – I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know if – dude, you can't convince me that if Jordan – if they weren't marketing him, exact same person, but somehow he was moved ahead 20 years – that he wouldn't let some of the bullshit that comes with being an athlete in 2020 fuck with him. I mean, it's I human know, nature. Man. I hear what it's you're just, saying, it's, but it's like... T- it's tough to... Yeah, it's tough. Like, he, like you know, he, I, I think you would have to grant that there's probably like a person that that could shut it out. I mean, I would, I, I would point to Kawhi again. Like, that seems like a guy who shuts yeah. it the fuck out. I think that Jordan would be point. like that. But they did kind of break him a little bit, though. Like by they, I mean public society, like to point the point, whether it's the first time or the second time, dude, he looks, he does not look happy <laughs> like during <laughs> the second run, you know, like he looks fucking miserable. And like, yeah. if you turn that heat up to 2020 levels, I just don't know. I, but what I know for sure is that LeBron is not capable of that. I think that the like, different, well, we kind of saw it, I think the different thing right, about 2020 Kobe. is that there's more people who go through the Jordan experience. I don't think that his experience would be that different. Like, yeah, like you, you saw like how he could only go from like fucking hotel to practice facility back to hotel. 
Like I, I, I don't think that you get like more. There, there's, there's a maximum amount of like uh, media pressure, and I, I think that what's, what's become weird is that like you know fucking Ken Bone can randomly have that amount of media pressure. <laughs> uh, but I, I think the experience yeah. of being Michael Jordan is, is a little static. I mean, like he would have all kinds of crazy shit in his mentions, but like he wouldn't check his fucking mentions. He has, you know, he has Twitter now. He doesn't check his mentions. Mm-hmm. So Dude, you know. I feel like he would have been after a game calling out like, Hey, so I, I got a note here from Randy. Oh, seven, four, five, six, five, three last night. Yeah. And I just wanted to yeah. let you know, uh, fuck off. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Stick not. It in it's your just, eye, Randy. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think, I just think LeBron is just a product of our current time in a way that, it's not necessarily like a fault of his. It's just that's what they are, you know. I, I thought you were going to lean towards you. Don't think you could somebody could get away with being that demonstrative, that, that kind of teammate. That that is a hundred percent part of it. And that's, I mean, to me, Kobe is the closest copy to MJ, right? And yeah. it's not. I'm not saying they're the same guy. I'm not saying I even rank Kobe up there. I'm just saying he tried that and. It was fine for whenever Shaq was there, and it was fine for a year or two whenever Pau Gasol came along and all that. But, dude, later in his career when he was still a very good player, like, I don't think anybody wanted to be there playing with him. And he broke his team up. Yeah. Like, I don't need two, probably. Yeah. (laughs) If you you want to keep it real. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't think that works nowadays. I I really don't. I think if you you did said everything that Michael Jordan said, played the exact same way, People would not have the patience for it nowadays. Teammates wouldn't have the patience for it nowadays. Yeah, and you just kind of get Jordan, alive. I don't think Jordan would have run Shaq off. So I, that I would say that that identifies them to me as different personalities, somewhat. Like obviously extremely right, similar. No, but man. you think that he would have? Did I mean, you like him being like, uh, you know, fucking <laughs> Shaq's not me? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't Shaq. That came out of nowhere too. Like they didn't really show you enough of the question for me to understand yeah. like why they were. I guess because it was during the Jazz series. But well, they were saying that the Jazz like, or that the Jazz had what? Oh, that the Jazz had beat the Lakers. They were like, "Fuck, man, how are you going oh, to handle right. them? They beat the Lakers." Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah do the Lakers employ Michael Jordan?" <laughs> what do y'all think about like that whole? You know, it's really popular on like lefty sports Twitter that <laughs> like that his approach like ruined so many people's view of like what it means to be like how to achieve success that like his maniacal shit that worked for him, like made it to where being at all a a vulnerable human being is like viewed as weak or, you know what I mean? Just like that whole, Mm -hmm. I've seen that in like the last five years that it's like, this guy's bad for society because Living this way is not healthy. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's an interesting. I mean, point. I haven't seen that anywhere. Um, but that is like a logical, like next step, um, granola ass conclusion that I could see people coming to, and just being like, he ruined, he ruined competition and what a man thinks they're supposed to be. Um, I don't, man. If you're taking that many cues from Michael Jordan to where that's how you're supposed to act as a human being, I'm yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Sorry. I grew up in this time and he was my hero too. And I just was like, no, no, I'm just not going to act that way. I'm just going to choose not to. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that that's like a, a part of Jordan's legacy is is the, if anything, I would say it's the, the most impactful thing he's done is that I do think that the modern conception of success is like built on him. I, I think that's true, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure, that, like one, I'm certainly not going to denigrate him as a player just because other people who weren't him decided that they would be assholes to people in the name of him or whatever, like... I don't know. It's whatever. You're, you're you're going like too many steps down the path, uh, and like like do you, do you then say that like uh, Tim Duncan's uh, uh, you know um, should get a Nobel Prize because he, he taught people to be nice <laughs> to each other? Like I I don't think that the general amount of uh, being nice or being mean is is affected by any one basketball player. Um, but uh, yeah, but for the population of just athletes, though, like if they all look at him and think this is the only way to do it, and you can't pull it off. I mean, I mean, if they think that, they're, they're dumb. They're, they're not paying attention to, you know, all of the other various athletes that have won titles without being that way, you know? Like, Steph Curry's not like that. Uh, and and he, he watched all of Jordan's career from North Carolina and, uh, you know, still decided to be like himself. I, I, I think that your individual impulses and genetics and brain chemistry are driving how you treat people much more so than... Like, like Kobe loved that style because he was predisposed to it. Like anyone who looks at Jordan right. and says like, oh, that's the perfect way. I'm going to do exactly like that. Like you already got something going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did y'all, okay, they were, MJ even said this, that their biggest competition was the Pacers. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't the, the Knicks of that time, right? I'm watching this and I see, you know, I'm every... I'm just watching this as somebody that wants to make one of these one once upon a time a couple couple years from now. Hell yeah. Hopefully. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, how much Pacers talk are we about to do here? And they jump into this Pacers series, and obviously Reggie Miller is like way better in a documentary than he is on play play by play. But um Yes. I never thought that Pacers team really had shit. <laughs> like I'm sorry. When they ran like, down that roster, that's, me. that's a better roster than like half these fucking rosters in these games. I'm like, I guess the NBA just used to kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. They were bad. But like, they actually had yeah. like five guys who I'd heard of in 2020. So right. I was like, okay, maybe maybe yeah. his, maybe his Pacers team was something else. They were okay, but I feel like that was like Eastern Conference okay for some reason. Like, who's the best? Like, who's the third best guy on the Jazz? Uh, Hornacek, yeah, I don't know. or Brian Russell, yeah. I, I, um, I don't think. But that, I feel like that, the, that team could like. Have, I don't. I don't know if that team could make the playoffs today. Yeah, and I think <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. Time, all time assist leader, and I feel like MVP. this is where the uh, there's no one else. <laughs> sorry, go. Ahead. Yeah. I feel like this is where like the star power thing, like that, like argument started. Right, you got to like two stars or. This and that, and the Pacers just didn't actually have like a superstar. Reggie Miller was good. Um, Jalen Rose probably got pretty good eventually, but I thought that Pacers team, like I thought the Supersonics, the Jazz, the Suns back then. There's probably another Western Conference, like the Rockets. I thought all four of those teams would beat the piss out of the Pacers. Yeah, and if I'll, they met them in a final. I also just think that the Bulls kind of knew that that was one of the worst, certainly the worst of the second three, Pete. But like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just a pretty like you know, it's they were not bringing in a lot of new blood, 
they themselves suffered from the fact that Dennis Rodman's their third best player. None of these teams had a third best player that meant anything. Um, yep. So, you know, I, I, I guess just like saying like a lot of these series, like it, it's kind of silly that the Bulls even have to fuck with playing these teams, especially like the non-final series, whereas I felt like they, they could have lost that one, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what I forgot about is how good the, the Heat were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. During so, that time. and Tim Hardaway Sr. And Mashburn. Yeah. That was a, I would have think of, I would have thought of that. Too. I mean, Zoe's a better player in my mind than Miller. By the way, have you guys noticed Jalen Rose is morphing into a sim? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't, don't want to hear from him, him again. <laughs> it's on, he's on TV every day. Like it's just on in the oh. background. I'm like, what's going on with your face? <laughs> um, uh, I totally forgot that Dennis Rodman joined the NWO during dude. the finals. <laughs> How fucking good. Just that clip. And was that like the camera crew? Like they went with him to fucking Detroit? Or was that like no. a, a WWE camera crew? But they had yeah, a they had WWE. a fucking clip of <laughs> the clip of him and Hulk Hogan being like, can't do this in practice, huh, brother? <laughs> like so that was fucking something else. Bunch of Dude, that, that's a yeah. that's a res, that's a WWE that's a Nitro Monday Night Nitro trick right? They'll yeah. show like the back backstage of someone just like talking some shit. Oh yeah, and about one out of every three times someone comes out of nowhere with like a bat mm-hmm. and just like or runs them over with an ambulance or something. But uh, <laughs> dude, I was like, I completely forgot about that too. And he just walks out, and the, I just yelled at my TV because Rodman walks out and he does nothing in this match or does nothing in general. At uh, besides joining NWO, which was for bitches, I'll tell you that right now. Thank Fuck you, NWO. Thank you, fucking hacks. Um, he walks out and he's just smoking a cigar, and I just yell at my TV. I go, "Cigars aren't fucking cool." No. <laughs> they tried hard. Like, why does everyone cool, think a cigar's so fucking cool? Joe got real mad when we were watching it when Rich Eisen uh, was. Oh doing the, my god! Me, go on. He was doing the play by play, and he was like, "I'm hot." Robin appeared on uh, on a wrestling program, which involved him hitting some guy with a chair. Like you put some fucking, fucking DDP on the Diamond Cutter's name, baby boy, dude. Throw that <laughs> shit up. Some you guy clown DDP. DDP, bro. DDP. Fuck yoga. you, Rich Eisen. And then uh, fucking wonk ass hair. And then just to let everybody know that everything was good after they asked Phil about it, and he's like, "I don't know where he is." <laughs> is it an excuse? That yes, it is an excuse. No, it wasn't. No, I don't know where Dennis is. <laughs> Robin showed back up with a hat that just said "bong." Bong. <laughs> bong. Period. Good God, man! Grab a sprite. Like, I just don't. I don't even know, dude. And then, and then Robin's like, "What did they do at practice, <laughs> dude? It was insane." And then Robin's like, uh, "Phil, though, I had to do what I had to do. I had to." Like, <laughs> if that means partying, what does that mean? <laughs> Phil's over here, like, no, I, I did not no, know that no, at any time. No. <laughs> it was not okay ex- with that. Explicitly, not to do this shit during yeah. the finals. I, I didn't get what they were doing at practice. I don't know if it was like a Phil, like. Uh, Cherokee Indian ritual or something where he's like, uh, Dennis has disrespected us and now we're going to beat him up. All right, Dennis, come in here. They didn't end up doing anything to him. I thought they were going to like jokingly like kick the shit out of him. He said, you've brought shame and (laughs) disreputation. Disreputation. What is that? 
Is that a word? That's not a word. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so how about the fucking... So they... <laughs> I, I went through an interesting journey where I was immediately proven wrong, uh, like within five seconds <laughs> of thinking something, because the media guy, you know, like does the whole thing of like uh, waving the camera guy over like, hey, I got something you want to mm-hmm. see. And then, then it's like, we got 300 media people out there and we got to sneak him by him. And in my head, I'm like, are they like fucking like this is uh, the Lion King or like Mufasa's father died or uh, Simba's father Mufasa died like being trampled under like just three hundred media people? That's how this worked. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What are they gonna do? You gonna you gonna startle them? And then and then they do. <laughs> like one, yeah. one of them sees him and they're like, he's over here. <laughs> it's a Someone threw a smoke sprint. bomb. Like they don't even stop Rodman's car. They just gotta like slow it down so he can jump in. <laughs> So that they don't fucking catch <laughs> them. Dually fucking say, dually truck. Yeah, no car. That's a dually. What an idiot. Yeah. 450. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a King Ranch <laughs> edition. But what that's the fuck is ass. that? Ah, dude. I don't know. I like to think that's like their Scott Tomlin and their version of Sarah Milton was down the hall and like threw a black cat. And then they were like, go, go, go. <laughs> Apparently, dude. Uh, and I guess they did need it. I'd, I I can recall a couple times of like locker rooms being open and me like looking around, like look to my left and right. Like, <laughs> are you fucking nerds running? But yeah. uh, not like this, dude. That that was that was dude, something else. I was surprised the camera crew caught up with him because he's just like vaulting those stairs like a six ten Dennis Rodman would, and gets out to his truck. And I'm like, damn, I'm surprised they even caught the truck. Yeah, because he was cooking. Yeah. Maybe he like fell over once he got outside the door. Still drunk, <laughs> <laughs> most likely. Um, I don't even we know who Bischoff the- is, but I saw someone at a Bischoff sign at the NWO thing and just thought of the Mark Followell. <laughs> so Bischoff's out. <laughs> so Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, baby. Who, yeah. who is that? Uh, he was almost like the Vince kind of for yeah. NWO and WCW. Which, by the way, that might be a top. Top five, I'll just say top five video game flat out ever. That was solid. Who was in NWO? It was Big Rick, Rick Nash. Was that Rick Nash? Uh, Kevin Nash, Nash, right? Kevin Nash. Who's Diesel? Brett, Brett Michaels, right? Uh, Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell. Sting came along at some point. Let's see. Whenever they like merged the two wrestling groups. Scotty Steiner. The, Steiner, Dennis right. Rodman, <laughs> Dennis Rodman, that's right, and 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 Rodzilla and Hulk <laughs> and the Hulkster. Yeah, I think I think Sting made his announcement that he was joining NWO whenever he dropped from the ceiling with the baseball bat. You may be right. I think he was wearing an NWO shirt, and that was the first time. And I was like, "Fuck, they got Sting." That'd be a good oh, way to do, do it. Now, what are we going to do? God now? damn it! And then, like, like at gonna... some point. They started calling themselves the NWO Wolfpack or the something. Wolfpack, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Dude, how have we gotten this far without talking about the pizza? That's dude, that's what, what I was would on like that to pizza. discuss. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, so this Simmons, Bill Simmons, has been flagging this like the entire time they've been talking about this. He has repeated over and over like it's not the flu game; it's the food poisoning game. So I, I guess that this is like a, a story that's been circulating for a while, but I don't know. I, I, I hadn't heard all that. Uh, do, do, do you guys buy it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems like an ex- incredibly dumb thing for him to do. 
if five dudes really did bring a pizza to your hotel room and you're on the road and everyone else is like, hey, bro, uh, don't touch that shit. And he's like, it's like the LeBron and the plane thing, right? When they're playing cards and it's like, sit down and buckle up. The plane could crash any second. He's like, this plane ain't crashing. I'm LeBron fucking James. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, yeah, I'm not getting food poisoning. I'm Michael fucking Jordan. What you, what's going to happen? I don't know. If five guys delivered it, I would just think that the five guys wanted to see Michael Jordan. Like, wouldn't you think that any pizza yeah. place that got a call in that knew it was Michael Jordan would be like, all right, yeah, whole fucking store is going with this dude. Like, I got a lot of questions, though. Like, how did they, they know? Wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. That is, it was yeah. Kevin. And like, how do you poison boy. a pizza? Yeah. It was limo driver slash best friend called it in. Yeah, it's George. <laughs> nah, that you're confused. Was. The dude who called it in is legit. The trainer. Okay, Tim. The other guy is the most hanger on, hanger on in the history of fucking game, dude. That's his best friend. Uh, I I went over this last time, but I swear to God to you, I will send it to you with the uh, the timestamp. They uh like go over his whole thing in one of the finals games, game one of the the series against Portland. NBC stops down to tell you yeah. George Kohler's life story. I swear to God. I mean, I know I mean, it came down to the limo thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, picked him up at the airport. Yeah. Uh, best friends after that. Jordan I, has some shitty friends, man. <laughs> it, it, does, yeah. it does appear to be the <laughs> case. Made a couple bad decisions along the way on the friend front, but but what what are you eating that's gonna fuck you up that bad that quickly? Like usually when you get food poisoning, it's like twelve hour delay almost. And right. You're like, oh dog, this is not good. Like they just put like anthrax on his pizza. Like what is it roadkill? That's Dude, what I'm asking. What, what's hanging yeah, around at a pizza restaurant that they're just like, ah, this will do it. This will knock them out. Right. And they, we're going to be dumb enough to poison the most famous person in the world's food. And then five of us are going to show up to deliver it. <laughs> in the least we're going to cons- all ID ourselves. Yeah. Like the least conspicuous. Like, I don't know. I just don't. I, I'm not saying I don't buy it. It's just such a weird story. And then. Like, I I 100% believe that he was sick. I 100% believe that there were multiple people. Like, I don't think that Tim, the trainer guy, is just, like, fucking lying about that with a bunch of other people. So I I believe that they wanted pizza, that a bunch of people showed up to deliver it, and that he did get sick. The rest of it, I'm not sure. Like, sometimes people just get sick, man. Um, And uh, do you guys know, did you read about his Jordan spitting on his food thing? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who had this note in the last couple days, um, or I guess it was today, but he famously, and the reason nobody else ate anything that he wanted, I cannot tell you how funny it is to hear Michael Jordan say, I ate the pizza. I ate the whole pizza. <laughs> and the reason, <laughs> that shit was awesome. The was reason, unintentional comedy of no one else ate the pizza. No one else ate the pizza. I ate, I ate the, the pizza. pizza. That he uh, famously would. It's got to be a drop tomorrow. He would spit on food so that no one else would touch it. <laughs> what is he, it. seven years old? Really? So like. You yeah, can't just he be would, like, hey, that's mine. And by the way, I'm Michael Jordan. Like, yeah. I think uh, they said that at like commercial shoots and stuff where there was going to be a ton of people around. That he had his own cook or his own chef like come cook for the for the set that day, but it was just for him. And so he would like spit on all of his cinnamon rolls and just to let all the security guards like know and he would like make them watch him spit like don't touch that. That's mine. And apparently he spit on that pizza that night uh, because (laughs) he didn't want anybody else touching it. It's just ridiculous. But. And George was like, well, I was gonna, but yeah, we spit on it. 
you know? Dude, I would listen to a long interview with his trainer, man. That guy seems like he's seen some shit. I yeah. don't know. I like I mean he's a douche, but you know. Yeah, just like I, this like this is not the first Michael Jordan related thing that he has like wedged himself into. Like I don't know. That that trainer's got a cottage industry of being Michael Jordan's trainer. I I find him kind of obnoxious. <laughs> Although I have to say that that was my like that was how I felt about him before and there was nothing in this documentary that made it any worse. I mean like it was the same kind of like I'm taking this really, really seriously, and I'm conveying that mm-hmm. with my tone of voice. I hope you understand. Um, <laughs> I found, but, no. but whatever. You know, I, I did not leave this thinking he was today. more annoying than I previously did, but I was already pretty annoyed with him. Uh, largest tactical error in the history of the fucking NBA that no one told Jerry Sloan that he's sick. Like they get to the end of the game and and he's like, "What do you think about that performance?" Given that he was sick, and he's like, "I don't even know he's sick." Shit, like he seems like the weirdest dude on earth. By the way, he, yeah. he absolutely does. But there, there's not a team employee that like can see the fucking broadcast and wants to like call down like, <laughs> "Hey, by the way, their biggest player is fucking ill. He's throwing up on the sidelines. Maybe guard him different." What the fuck? They don't have TV in Utah. <laughs> How about you just believing this? <laughs> Uh, oh, was he sick? Yeah, I don't know. Why would he lie about it? Because uh-huh. he wants to look dumb? I think it's more that he doesn't want to just concede that he just got his ass handed to him by a guy who was pooping his guts out like 18 <laughs> hours before. But I don't know. I mean, Jerry Sloan, I've always had a pretty negative opinion of Jerry Sloan, dude. Um, although You're I was more of a pretty, Darren Williams guy. More of a what? Darren, Darren Williams guy. I mean, if you go back and read through that situation it's pretty easy to, to me to get a read on it that jerry sloan was at fault there with d will but um i'm more if i was going to say anything positive about him it would be that he was in the mood to make jokes after his team scored 54 points in 48 minutes dude <laughs> i couldn't I, somehow i forgot that i i didn't like, know i I definitely will look up like whenever someone's having a bad game, I'll just like look up basketball reference stuff, but I never sort by like playoff games. Right. I'm always going by like regular season. Oh, someone scored like 58 one time. That sucks. What a shitty night. You did that in game three of a one, one tied NBA finals. Like why didn't they have more talk about that? Like why didn't they interview more of the bulls guys being like, yeah, we just locked them the fuck up. Like I would have liked to run Harper. I think Malone got 20. And no Dude, one else had more than like crazy. seven. Lowest scoring 54. game in NBA history uh, in 54. the finals. <laughs> I do, I do think that the fact that Michael is such an amazing offensive player to watch under, like, uh, hides the fact that they were a defensively driven team. Like at, at every point in, in, his, in all six of those, like they, they were unparalleled in the rest of the league of just being able to lock people down. I mean, you know, Michael mm-hmm. and Scotty, like if you've got that, like it, it's pretty much over for Rodman. people. Then, then add Rodman, Rodman and whenever yeah. he wasn't there, Horace Grant, you know, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you got a good fourth guy because no one else is being defended <laughs> yeah. by anyone else, you know. Yeah. You know, another thing that's weird too about that roster that I guess I kind of forget is – was there even like a single other NBA team with two European players on it? Probably not. Like you, people forget about the the combination of Kukoc and Longley. And I don't know if they had any others, but like that's probably a positive thing on the Jerry Krause ledger, right? Yeah, that he was willing to look and if Kukoc and Longley were better, sure. Tony Kukoc is <laughs> under, under fucking rated TC. That's a rude for thing sure. to say. I don't know that I left um, this game or left this documentary being like, boy, couldn't have done it without Coach. 
I don't think anybody had two that were that good. I mean, Detlef was in Seattle at this time. Arvidas Sabonis was probably in Portland right around now. But I don't know if they had two that were just, and then like they're all, they're, there weren't enough to have two on a team, honestly. Right. Um, so probably not. Not that started for yeah. an NBA Finals team. Hell no. Dude, Ku coached the year after Jordan left, averaged like 20 and 8. <laughs> on a team that only won 8. Still, still he's, I think you're, he's a good player. He had a very good career, I would say. A lot of game winners. There you go. He did have that montage of game winners. No one could take that from him. <laughs> yeah, can't uh, take that. And the three that almost won. I was game, uh, whatever game that was. I was really glad they uh, they included the Kerr stuff. I love that story. You guys know since I already told that story. Yeah. yeah, that Malcolm Kerr story. I mean, I watched it the other night, and then I rewatched it today, and. The other night I just kind of breezed past him like, oh, here's the Steve Kerr's dad moment. And then I actually like, watched it this time and that it kind of fucked me up a little bit. Um, whenever they're talking, whenever he's like, yeah, every time I'd hear the anthem, I think of my dad. And then they flash to him. Yeah, Dude, that was excellent fucking documentary making. Very moving. Yeah. And I'd never heard his mom talk about it. And I mean, watching Steve talk about it is like emotional enough. But watching her be like, yeah, it was his lifelong dream. And he fulfilled it for just a little bit. And I was like, fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough one, man. There's a really good New York Times profile about him. Um, and, like, did you know, like, do you know the whole deal about, like, what Arizona State would do? I do. I do. Yes. Yes, I do. Like, chanting the PLO. Yeah. I mean, that. Sports, man. Dan said it today <laughs> that, like, that might be worse than yelling, like, a chant that had a racial slur. Like, you're dead, dad from yeah. a murder at the hands of a terrorist organization and, and i mean like chanting that at a college basketball game and he, he died while he was in college like it's not like they gave him a yeah. decade to think about this like you know i don't know exactly but i i think we're talking about months <laughs> and the arizona state student sections showing up chanting plo it's crazy that's fucked up man that's i cannot believe that it live, happened live that although if it was going to happen and you told me that it was not an SEC school, I think Arizona State would be in my top five. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Bunch of fucking dirtbags. <laughs> yeah, just nonstop, just fucking STD neighborhood. Yeah. Arizona of, State uh, is. Of Kerr, what'd you guys think of, um, like he obviously had a really high opinion of it, but of uh, native Phil having everyone write down their memories and burn them in what almost certainly was a some sort of a code violation yeah. <laughs> at the United Center. Can't Wait, start sorry, fires what, in here. What did he do? I I, I haven't heard uh, Phil explain what he was trying to have the the team do in that. I want everyone to write down a memory of how they're going to remember the season, <laughs> and then we're going to burn it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that entire thing, like, uh, I, I don't know how we've gone this long without talking about it, but um, you guys, I, I, I'm going to bet that you were not as fired up for the Pearl Jam song as I was, but uh, that mattered a lot to me, like, whenever I hear the fucking opening refrain of it, and then they tell that whole story, and then do the montage of highlights ending in that fucking shot, which, like, I, I was waiting the entire documentary to just see that shot over Russell. Like, you know, that, that is, that is my like number one, Michael Jordan moment by some distance. Like, you know, it's, it's the only one that I remember watching live as a kid. Like I remember everywhere I was, I remember how remember excited I was. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so, do I. so whenever, whenever like that montage is done and he sinks that shot, like I, I'm not proud to say this. I don't think it enhances my uh, well-earned reputation as a macho guy, but I, I, I was misting up a little bit, guys. I thought that entire <laughs> segment of the documentary was fucking unbelievable. The last minute of the jazz game, like on, was very powerful shit. Like that's not a make me cry moment, but I was like, couldn't take my eyes off it. I love how even... long they spent on that last jazz game. I thought that was yeah. entirely appropriate. That is how much I wanted. Dude, I forgot about that funky ass layup he made. I forgot that they were down. Dude, yeah. that drive oh, yeah. is. Dude, I I completely forgot about that. And I watched it live. I remember I was at my grandma's house. I've watched the fourth quarter bond. of that game on on YouTube a lot of times. <laughs> so none, <laughs> none of that, no part of that surprised me. But yeah, that yeah, it's fucking great. I was at my grandma's house in Bonham, and I remember the fucking carpet that was in her place. Like it was just like the most old school fucking like seventies house you've ever seen. And uh, that bucket, I completely forgot about it because when Jordan does the push off, the whatever. Very relatable Bob Costas reference to a Mater D. Oh my like, what the god, fuck? dude! <laughs> like, um, that is Pete like, Costas. He can't who stop being Bob who Costas. Is, like, who the fuck has experienced this? Number one, and then he's like, uh, the the you Jordan push off play. I remember him hitting that, and I just ra- I went and opened the door and ran out and ran down the street at my grandma's house, just screaming. I was like, that's the craziest shit. And uh, yeah, that's. That was awesome how they did that. Like, that was a very... If you just showed me that, like, whatever awards you want, like, just take them. That was fucking awesome. Do you guys Home think that alone. was a push-off? No, dude. No. Not bad like, enough where to else be is called. his arm going? I don't know if it's like, bad where, enough uh, to be called, but, like, I would say for me to be, like, definitely not a push-off, he couldn't have touched him. He was, he was definitely touching him, right? Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, I'm not even saying, like, swallow your whistle. That's a ticky... That's bullshit. I don't want that call. Yeah. Ever. I mean, I thought, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to call. I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, he made contact no. with his jersey, but I don't was, consider it cheap. I don't like, I don't, yeah, stain that shot in any way. Like, that Brian reverse Russell angle was like, something else. I it looked much better, much worse. Like every uh, yeah, every shot that we've seen of it up until now, uh, it makes it look pretty. But yeah, that that reverse angle, it's yeah. kind of like all right. He's it's more Jordan I mean, steadying himself than anything. Brian Russell's in his shit. Like yeah. he is hip hip on him really hard at that point. So I mean, I don't know where his fucking left arm goes whenever he puts his right foot in the ground and like turns the other way. Besides, like that, like yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. what's gonna happen. Um, did we glide right past the? They knock the Pacers out, and Jordan walks out from the press conference room oh, yeah. at United Center and uh, runs into Larry Bird, who's just laughing. He's like, ah, go. Time to go go get that golf game correct and Larry Bird or he did, did he say this or did Larry Bird say this? I think I think Jordan said this to Larry Bird. He said, "You bitch, fuck you." I think yeah. he did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he said. He said, "Time to go get your golf game correct." Larry Bird said something back that they didn't translate and you couldn't hear. And Jordan says, "You bitch, fuck you." You bitch, fuck you. I think the I think Larry the entire like every time they show him trash talking Larry, like even the early ones, he's always just kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, fuck <laughs> right. me, I guess." I mean, because in all of them, like he's get it. Like, I guess they just didn't have a lot of Larry. Uh, whenever they got the best of him in the, I mean. In the, the game where uh, Jordan lost and scored 63, yeah. Larry obviously ended it by calling him uh, Jesus and cleats or whatever, right? Or mm-hmm. not cleats. 
You know what I'm yeah. talking about. I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, no, that was that was an exceptional bit of footage. The fucking hey, go work in that <laughs> golf game. <laughs> like this is a bit like he de- even watching that uh, the dream team part where like he's starting to gloat about it, and other alphas are like, "Come on, dude! Like game's over." Yeah, 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 yeah. cut that one out. And to see how like throughout his entire career, we have moment after moment of him after having like gotten victory, like going around <laughs> to the best members of the other team, being like. Did you notice who won? Did you see that check? Uh, mm-hmm. Just amazing. I don't think LeBron does that. It. No. 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 Absolutely not. You guys no, think Carl Malone a... raped that girl? Carl Malone's a bad person. Go on. I've forgotten. Is there a Carl Malone young woman story that exists? There is. Oh, buddy. He looked like... <laughs> I don't like Carl Malone. Let's start there. So whatever you're going to tell me, I'm probably going to believe, predisposed to believe this. When Jordan walked out to like give him a hug or whatever, whenever they're waiting for the conference room and he says hi to Malone and Stockton, Carl Malone looks like he's a fucking bash brother. He does. (laughs) He looks like he's about to go like hammer some baseballs with Mark McGuire and Conseco. It's weird, man. Like it makes all the sense in the world that Carl Malone spent the bulk (laughs) of his career in Utah. Dude, he's so fitting. (laughs) the Harley, like yeah. trying to ride up to games in Harley. No, nah, there's there's definitely some Carl Malone. Um, you know, I don't know if it's ever been like proven, but there's definitely some. Uh, oh, I don't think it's disputed. Is it? <laughs> is it not disputed? He's got like 20 kids, and some of the moms were not 18. Yeah, I mean that's hard to hard to run from. There's a child. Okay. Yeah, one of his daughters is really good basketball player, I think, and in the WNBA, and doesn't have the same. Last name. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of his, like, uh, several children he fathered out of wedlock that, like, then he just split out on, played a uh, tackle for the Bills for a little bit. Holy shit. Is that, <laughs> is his last name Bell? Yeah, I think it was Demetrius Bell. Demetrius yeah. Bell? Yeah. yeah. Damn. But now, the thing is, is that I think Malone was 20. So not mm-hmm. like it's better, but somehow. So 17 to 20 is fine. I don't know and how old the girl was, but she I don't think she was of age. Louisiana. There's all La, sorts is this of tech? Yeah, I think so. There's all sorts of follow up that I want to do on the air. This like Scotty Pippen's got a pretty weird <laughs> scene over there as well. Does he? Yeah, dude. I didn't know dude, about that. Pippen, Pippen's got bad. some messy stuff, dude. Yeah. He's got all sorts of weird stuff. He's got some so. wife mess that like beyond <laughs> yeah. commenting on Rachel Nichols' feet. Did that happen? yeah like she posted an instagram pic that was like her legs and feet i don't know why or like in what context but uh he just put the eyes emoji down in the comments oh you should have put the camcorder jeez dude yeah (laughs) he's on the nude beach uh (laughs) reminds me of the nude beach a reputation for being a poor tipper earning him the nickname no tipping pippin <laughs> yeah um yeah he's he's had a bunch of different female fights i mean just the fact that he has like i, I don't believe his current wife is uh real close to his age right yeah no, no she's way younger but that's pretty pretty par <laughs> pretty par I was, uh, first of all, I was wondering, like, what the fuck's up with Ahmad Rashad? Like, I know that we all know that he's, like, Jordan's best friend, but, like, that's really Mm -hmm. fucking weird. 
Um, and uh, then was down a rabbit hole of Ahmad Rashad's uh, numerous relationships. And um, uh, he like got married to like Woody Johnson's ex-wife, but then like got divorced from her uh, in like, I don't know, in pictures. Like, I don't really understand why because Woody Johnson's very <laughs> old and so is she. Uh, you want to get take a guess at Ahmad Rashad's age? 63. He's 70. Shut oh, the fuck up. I know, Damn. man. Looking good. Yeah. yeah, I don't get his whole bit. Like, I don't know how he be. I mean, obviously, I know he was in the in the league, but I don't all know all pro NFL like, running back that was just like, yeah, I'm going to be the top NBA reporter in the '90s. Was he a running back? I thought he was a receiver. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think he might have been a receiver, but um, I think he like didn't he have some weird OJ shit or something. That seems like, fucking I think possible. He was, he, was, he was friends with, like, really tight with OJ, too, or something weird, dude. Like, he's, Oh, and he's so- uh, one note in the divorce was that one of his wife's, like, problems, it, this is in the last, like, uh, five years, I think, like, maybe, like, 2017, something like that, in the divorce papers, it was like, I'm just too fucking done, like, fighting with him about the fact that he constantly wants to hang out with Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. <laughs> Like the three of them are just going like, you know, it'll be random Tuesday. She'd be like, I, I made fucking dinner. And he's like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> the boys. I got to do some with the boys. Yeah. Got a tea time. Which like, I've never thought like, I've never watched the Mod Rashad talk and be like, boy, if I could only hang out with that guy, if I could have a dinner with three people, <laughs> it's a Mod Rashad twice. Uh, but, but apparently, you know, if fucking Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, although if you want to, I mean, it's not like, uh, this documentary has revealed that Michael Jordan is number one world's coolest friend picker, but, uh, no, BF, no. You, know. you guys, uh, yeah. were you familiar with Kenny Latimer? Dude, what the fuck was that? That's your pump up. I, th- I thought he was, I legit thought he was going to say Kenny G. Kenny Latimer, not even out yet. (laughs) (laughs) He's a friend. He's a friend. You guys know that. (laughs) It's like, it's a weak flag, dude. Michael Jordan has the weirdest music tastes of like anyone. Like, like even I'm including like people I know personally, like just I've met, you know, not even talking celebrities. (laughs) Doesn't he hate rap music? He does. He does. Like he, I can't remember what the quote was, but. I, I think that it was uh, like Method Man or Red Man came up to him and was like, you know, hey, just want to pay my respects or whatever. And he was like, fuck you, bitch. I hate rap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually pretty much what it was. <laughs> and didn't, is the fuck them kids quote real? The what? <laughs> is fuck them kids a real quote? I don't know. Do you not know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do not. I've seen that. I don't know where it's from, and I don't know if it's real though. I think it might be, man. Was it kids asking for autographs or something? Yeah, or something like. Let's see here. I bet. I bet it's real. I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. <laughs> I, I want to believe it. Well, this just came up. With, this is a different story, uh, but this is. Uh, this is. I, what is this article called here? In honor of Michael Jordan's 51st birthday, here are Reddit's favorite MJ rumors. Here's one from uh, a game in 1995 when the Bulls were playing the Hornets. Muggsy Bogues had the ball with the Hornets down down one in game five of the playoffs. Jordan backed off him and told him, shoot it, you fucking midget. (laughs) (laughs) 
E. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. I don't <laughs> care if that's true or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Dude. I like just watching this documentary. You have to know in your heart, a hundred percent, that is absolutely true. Oh man, damn, that's good stuff. Uh, I was like seeing... reminded how much I absolutely love hearing David Stern struggle to say the word champion. <laughs> yeah, champion. Yeah, every time our champion, champion. He says thank you. He thanks Michael Jordan after he gives him the championship uh, trophy and the MVP. He's like, and our, and our MVP of the finals, Michael, thank you. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the fuck? What? That's fucking That's weird, weird, man. And then, of course, of course, we got to talk about the Oakleys. Oh, man. Oh, my Him God. Pippin' both. Dude, something the else. smallest sunglasses I've ever seen. <laughs> Stunning. Barely blocking your eyes fucking stunning i just God i don't almighty. know it, it 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 made me very nostalgic all the technological gains and everything else i'd i'd give them all back to go back to that time <laughs> <laughs> all the medical yeah. advancements you just want oakley's back <laughs> those just that just the way that they dressed in general the whole thing just all of it i just i just my, miss it my dad still dresses like that so <laughs> That's right, just hang out with him all right. little, maybe a little kangle little, little <laughs> braided belt <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's a big the part belt of it. used to be many pieces and they braided it together and right. singed it at the end with some kind of silver right fixture <laughs> and now it's a belt uh yeah. the champion hat from uh 98 that was the first hat i owned that i just wore the fuck out uh, that was a weird look i don't remember that one like i saw them wearing it and i was like I remember all the NFL hats, right? I remember the fucking shark one with like the waves that NFL rocked with for a while. I remember every Super Bowl hat. For some reason, I do not remember that NBA Finals hat at all. I've seen it in my parents' house within the last three or four years. I'm not sure if it's still around. They've moved since then. But if I can find it for you, Machine, I'll I'll, I'll drive over there it. when quarantine's done. We can look at it together. Let's take, let's take some pics with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember those shirts. The cartoon 3P. Yeah. So good. I remember Dude, those bring back sure. the cartoon shirt. That's what I'm, I've been pushing for that for like a, two years. You're in a position to do I'm that. Like just cartoon shirts. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> it's you at the focus group. Yeah. Whenever the Bears time. traded cartoon for Cutler, shirts. they uh, they had a they had a cartoon shirt of Cutler. That was the latest one I've ever seen. And I bought one. I was so fucking excited, and I lost it after one wear. Worst thing that's Dang. ever happened to me. Nah. I think it could have changed your opinion on him, Jake. <laughs> You don't want to remember that time. If you if you'd seen that mm-hmm. cartoon shirt, I mean, I, I think that it would have gone differently. I I don't want to say two Super Bowls, but certainly one. Okay. That's Do you all guys I got. Like seeing Greg Ostertag. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. <laughs> Double zero for the Jazz. In what sense would I have liked seeing Greg Ostertag? I feel like that was the last like giant white guy that really sucked at basketball, but they let him in the NBA. <laughs> Duncanville, baby. There was there was still hope. There was still hope for like tall, goofy white guys back then. Just that shot of ah. after they win the '98 title of Jordan and Scotty sitting together. Jordan turning to Scotty and being like, "Can you believe it? Like, isn't isn't that what you wanted? Like, just as a kid, if you could have like actually seen them sitting there looking back at because to me, like, I mean, to everyone probably, but." The repeat of the three-peat, like, it seemed like a singular human accomplishment. Like, like it's that and winning World War II, and I don't know which one's bigger. 
and like <laughs> Scotty and Michael like sitting together in the seconds after they've done it and just being like, holy fuck, that was something else, wasn't it, boys? Like that. And then really did something. That was a hell of a shot. Being like, hey, it's still a little daylight out here. We can get some swings in. Stunning, <laughs> right? Like, did he hey, you guys, uh, you guys ever heard sun, of piano? like swings. <laughs> You camera guys ever heard a piano before? <laughs> yeah, I play, everyone I, gather around. I, I might know a scale. Turns out I don't. <laughs> like, fuck I it. Play, I play a mean chopsticks. <laughs> oh, God, you're piano guy now? Cut it out. You haven't won any titles. <laughs> yeah, but I got this piano, though. And then, oh, uh, uh, last thing, um, gotta talk about the, uh... Leo? Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's the second to last thing. <laughs> Got to talk about Leo. <laughs> that was so fucking great for him to be like man in the iron mask. <laughs> or, yep. What did he say? He said like man of the iron face and someone corrected yeah, man, him. Man with the iron face. He's like, ha ha, yeah. He's like, let me tell you what I said to the boys. I told him one for all, all for one. And he did. We saw that. He was being truthful of Leo. I thought that, that was that was a time in my life. Like I watched how Titanic went down, which you know probably the biggest thing, entertainment wise, to occur uh, in our lifetime in my elementary school certainly. Um, and I didn't really know how shit worked, so I just kind of figured that every movie Leo made from then on was going to be like successively bigger and bigger and bigger than Titanic. <laughs> and the next one was The Man in the Iron Mask. So I was like, boy, if they saw Titanic twice in theaters, like wh- what's the ceiling on this? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was going to be like the biggest thing. And it uh, replace the Bible. <laughs> didn't didn't really turn out like that. But no, Leo, the, uh, Leo at age like twenty two unstoppable force dude the pussy patrol dude what were they called Pea patrol yeah uh yeah i think that was it also uh carmen to- electra is aging backwards wow just wow jesus pete dude yeah so, sometimes it doesn't go good but well, it went it good does, this time yeah for sure <laughs> which like makes her. you kind of stunned mm-hmm. that she's not like like why she's even doing that if not to uh constantly she's trying to get be back on in. tv I mean, I hope so. She's, she needs her own show. I, I think Ryan so. Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest's spot might be open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, the the business, I mean, like, you know, the, the story the entire time, like the story that was being told in the first nine and a half episodes of this documentary is that Jerry Krause insisted that the Bulls were done and he was breaking up the Bulls. And then to learn that Reinsdorf called Phil, fucking called Phil and was like, hey, uh, if you want back, like, fuck what Jerry says, you can have back. That Phil's, what, what did Phil say? I don't think that'd be fair to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just take a break? Kind of just want a break. Uh, that was a weird, that that was a weird deal, man. And I guess it just is weird because Reinsdorf's not alive. Because uh, I'd love to know what, he, or excuse me, Krause is not alive, so Reinsdorf is able to just act like he's the good guy. Reinsdorf is aging backwards, too. He looks younger now than he did he when does. Jordan retired in 95. He does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think that's, that's a weird deal. And I think Jordan is also bullshitting himself when he was like, you know, list all the guys who would have come back for one year. And he's like, Scotty, mean, some convincing, but he would have done yeah. it if we were doing it. Like, no, he wouldn't have. Mm. You don't think so? No. Not no. for fucking pennies. Not for pennies, a, but like, don't you think that, uh, one, I think it's possible they could have worked it out. Two, I think it is absolutely fucking insane that they didn't try. 
Like that, 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 that even Jordan having the conversation where he tells, uh, fucking Reinsdorf something that he just told all of America, like just that, that pitch he had where he's like, I'll come back for one fucking, if you're right with Phil back, like I'll talk him into it. Like fucking let's just try this. And people can complain about like player empowerment or like, you know, whatever. I, obviously things are way different today and some people like it. Some people don't to the people who don't like this is why you need it. It is impossible <laughs> to imagine a scenario where this all goes down today and Michael doesn't even say to Jerry, hey, I think we should do this. And like right. that, that conversation absolutely needed to occur. And like, you're right. I don't know if Scotty does. Like, I, I'd like, but that's the thing I would like to see. I would like to find out what his response is. I would like to find out what everyone's is. And I don't even think that they necessarily win the title the next year. I mean, the, the fact it's a strike shortened season with a super compressed schedule is not great for them. But, and, and it would also be super fucking weird if he was like, I won seven titles and then everyone was like, yeah, but one of them was strike shortened. Cause I'd view that Spurs title as weird as fuck. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. So I don't, I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if, how history regards it, but on all of it, I just want to fucking see. And the fact that we didn't even get to see does, th- and like, I don't know, maybe it's, it's probably is better for his legacy. Like he probably it enjoys the, the reputation he does today because no one ever unthroned him and like That's, no one counts. Yeah. That, it's, yeah. it's obviously a big deal. Like then it's like, could anyone beat him? Yeah. I mean, hypothetically, but we never saw it. You know, if you'd seen it, like if, if they just saw it, couldn't fucking go out in the first round against the last seeded Knicks, that would be a, a great disappointment. But uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it's it's frustrating. I guess it's I guess it's going to be frustrating either way. I guess any Dude. circumstance where we don't get to watch the '90s Bulls for the rest of our goddamn lives is a disappointment. <laughs> the amount and the frequency at which he goes from "I have nothing left to prove" to. Yeah, fuck it. I would have done a 15th season <laughs> and, just, and just killed myself for another year, even though I was just miserable as fuck this whole time. I got nothing left to prove. Oh, let's do another. Let's do a one-year deal. Fuck it. Sitting here t- like 20 years later, no one else has matched six, not even matched it, and the man is chewed up by the fact he doesn't have seven. I was blown away by that. Mm-hmm. He'll never be happy. This is true. No. This is true. Hell no. Um, one thing I wanted to ask y'all about is, so watching this, it just reiterates that Michael Jordan's basically the most captivating athlete ever. And it's easy to say it's because of the greatness. But one thing that dawned on me watching all these other dudes talk too, is that most athletes, when you ask them about their craft and like what they do and how the game works and their like game theory and try to explain me your theory of the case, uh, it's just not interesting. Like you just ask them about the game of basketball and they're like, oh, it's just like, you know, a sequence of decisions and then we do this and then, you know, well, this happened. Somehow Jordan was always interesting. And it didn't take a ton. He wasn't like a freaking like rocket science when it came to like breaking down basketball for you. But he would smile and he would make it interesting. And I think that's one of his greatest tricks ever is just be engaging. Speak honestly. Don't be a fucking dullard when someone asks you about the game. That's yeah. definitely true. And sometimes a lot of times I feel like LeBron is bullshitting me. Yeah. And it's not that he's not interesting, but I on it. I always kind of feel like he's saying what he thinks he's supposed to be saying. 
rather than what he actually means. I'm trying to like rack my brain for other guys who have had that same quality. It's common in baseball, I feel like. I mean, A-Rod yeah. definitely had that. A-Rod definitely had that. I feel like Kobe, a lot of his persona was trying to be someone who would impress you much more so than actually being someone who would impress you. Yeah. Yeah. Pitchers do it a lot. You know, yeah. like guys that will talk you through, but you're Pitchers right. Pitchers and like quarterbacks and there's a couple of position people that the game's like so cerebral and it's such a sequence of like decision making and you have to like think about it constantly. But basketball, it's so few and far between of dudes yeah. that can actually talk about the game and make you more interested in the game. Yeah, that's very true. I can't really think of any off the top of my head in the no. modern era. <laughs> Dude, it, it almost never happens. Like a lot of them become announcers or they're play-by-play guys or um, it just, it doesn't happen in basketball that often. Like even if, even if they do explain something that's like super nerdy to us, like what are you doing on this pick and roll play right here? It never gets into like any, it never, it's never a salient conversation or a salient idea that goes somewhere else. And like, well, if they did it this way, I'd do this. And, you know, at that time I was feeling like this and it just, it just doesn't happen, man. I can't remember. There was, I feel like there's been somebody in the last couple of years in the NBA that I remember thinking, Oh, uh, you know, who will do this is Chris Paul. Yeah. Now he's a dick. Right. But I've heard him get pretty specific before. <clears throat> Uh, about why he's doing what he's doing and kind of mm-hmm. taught you things about what he's thinking. But for the most part, I mean, even guys who are pretty intelligent, like Steph, it's kind of like get ball, shoot ball. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't. I feel, I feel like Dirk, Dirk got really good at it, of course, like yeah. after a while. I think um, that is the experience of a lot of people, though. Yeah, it is for sure. Like get mm-hmm. ball, shoot ball. Yeah. Or in yeah. whatever your job is. Yeah. Just yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool guys. All right, well, yeah. I'm done. I'm gonna go to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really fucking glad we had this. This is you know the the, the biggest sports story in my life, and this this feels like a uh, a, a document befitting it, and it's uh, it's been fun to go on this journey with you folks. Wait till next Sunday and how bored you are. I know, man. Although uh, they they do have a uh, Sosa McGuire doc coming. Eh. Hell yeah! Ooh, I'm excited. I'm for very it. much into that. I'll be in on that. They're also doing a um, We Believe Warriors one, aren't they? Of eight seed Warriors knocking off. I don't, I don't really I'll want to that. see that, Mike. I'll watch that. I don't want to watch it, but I'll watch it. All right. I'll see you on Saturday. Yep. All right, brother. Later, boys. Later.